1: The Justice Department has asked the suspect be transferred to an institution for a full psychiatric evaluation. This is not a man. It's a monster. You can't put it in an institution. What do you do with it, Agent Mueller? Put it in a zoo? It killed two people. You know, you had a pair of agents that could have handled a case like this. Agent Scully and I might have been able to save that man's life, but you shut us down. I know. This should have been an X-File. We all take our orders from someone, Agent Mulder.
2: That's the EX Files, a buffering rewatch adventure where we're watching and discussing every episode of the X Files one by one, spoiler free. I'm Jenny Owen Youngs, the runt of the litter and ex wife of Kristen Russo. And I grew up watching the X Files.
3: And I'm Kristen Russo, not yet capable of internal fertilization and the ex wife <laughs> of Jenny Owen Youngs. And I've only ever seen 26 episodes of The X Files. Today, relatedly, we're talking about the most disgusting episode of television ever made <laughs> season two, <laughs> episode two The Host. The
2: Host was shockingly written by Chris Carter. He said, More Somehow... salamandy
3: handy and more fluke worm, please. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was directed by Daniel Sackheim and originally aired on September 23rd, 1994. That's one day less than two months away from my 13th birthday, which I really want to highlight right now so you can understand. I've been waiting for us to get to this episode, which was good, but not as good as I thought it was going to be based on my, like based on how... Deeply, it's burned into my brain, but I realize now that it's burned so deeply into my brain because it is so horrific that it impacted my life. Like every single time I go into a port-a-john, every single time I go into like a camp toilet situation, I am always 100% guaranteed thinking of the fluke man, a thousand percent. That's Mr. Uh, Fluke to you, Jenny. Not a semi-outdoor bathroom experience goes by without fond thoughts of the fluke man.
3: I think that you're just desensitized from having been (laughs) horrified at a young age because I made it to age 43, (laughs) and now the rest of my life, I will be thinking about Mr. Fluke man, uh tunneling around in the sewer systems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you don't really need to know what this one is about, but according to IMDb, this is the one where Mulder pursues a humanoid parasitic organism that uses sewage systems as its home. You know what, Jenny? We talked a lot about the master in season one of Buffy the Vampire <laughs> Slayer, and I have to say, yeah. in the Who Wore It Best column, uh, Mr. <laughs> Fluke wins fruit punch mouth <laughs> he actually completely annihilates the master's use of fruit punch mouth so i
2: love i love that you're giving him the title of mister mm-hmm. um even though he's even genderless. though as we learn later yeah. <laughs> it's a genderless fluke worm but but there's something about adding mister that makes it like cute and therefore a little less threatening like he um, might have I'm a picturing top hat. a top hat yep,
0: exactly
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, he's definitely like if the master met Turakon. No 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 no, 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 no. Well, kind of okay. They're kind of like in the same zone though. But like, if they if as we see them in Buffy, they've been like out in the in the arid desert heat for a while, right? Uh-huh. And then they like go to a spa, right? <laughs> and like exfoliate. No. And steam and everything and like really allow a lot of moisture to come to the surface
3: yeah 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 That's or, Man. okay and then I'll stop uh th- talking about Buffy because we're here to talk about the X-Files but it's like almost as if the master sat in the tank that Balthazar had you know for a little <laughs> while got shrieking ladled
2: moist in the front yeah yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay Um, we lost a producer on this episode, Jenny. So why don't you explain to the good folks how that happened?
2: (laughs) Here we go. Uh, producer LaToya (laughs) gives this episode five, but really higher than five out of five. I hate this. I hate this show. I'm quitting the podcasts. (laughs) Uh, LaToya, I'm going to just read LaToya's notes because I think they're all worth hearing. Um. Before I even saw this episode, seeing the Flukeman image on the fandom wiki, my first thoughts were, I don't think I'm going to be happy, or maybe it will look goofy. <laughs> but then I made sure to delay my watching of the episode because I knew what was in store. Here's how I broke down the numbers to get my rating. <laughs> as soon as the X-Files theme started, this scene after that opening, we're already at two out of five people. <laughs> I stand by my rating for the premiere. Maybe little green aliens just don't do it for me. As for my nose on the opening, I highlighted the score, which was in full force this episode in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> These are some gross ass sailors. This is a gross ass episode. I can already tell. <laughs> OK, then the next note is autopsy o'clock. The score plus the sound of
3: removing the rib cage. Ooh, is sorry, now... sorry. If you're listening to this podcast, you've signed up. You, you signed yeah. up for it. OK, is this now 2.5 out of 5? I'm upset.
2: Okay, the worm coming out did jump scare me three out of five. <laughs> Next note, the bathroom pre-shower. You know no, he no. spit out the blood with the toothpaste. It no, looks like a tongue. I hate no. the show four out of five. I agree. <laughs> In the sewage facility. And now I see it. Stop it. Stop it. Showing its mouth. <laughs> it's like if the master was scary. Nice. 4.5 out of five. U.S. Marshals loading Fluky up. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it.
3: I felt so bad for them. We'll get there.
2: Now it's in a porta potty and goes into that toilet. I don't like it. <laughs> Using that tubie thing to get Fluky, baby. Motor sputtering in parentheses. I don't like the sound. The end. In the sewers. It's back, baby. Frowny face. Please never make me watch this episode again.
3: I honestly think, Jenny, that we should all get hazard pay for this episode. You know, like I feel oh, for like sure. <laughs> I feel like our rates go up for an episode like this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so sorry to
2: everyone at home who watched. So sorry to producer Latoya uh, for enduring this episode. Almost sorry to my good friend, Kristen Russo. But, uh, you
3: know. That's it's something only a job. best friend could do to someone else, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Before we get into the detailia, let me tell you, Kristen, that there are no less than five people in this episode who have been in other roles in other episodes of the X-Files
3: <laughs> already. I know at least one of them, Jenny. Uh, why don't you tell us... All of the repeats. These are all people playing different parts, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, we've got Don McKay playing Charlie, uh, who previously played Warden Joseph Cash in Beyond the Sea. Oh. We've got Mark Bauer playing Agent Rizentine, Uh previously played Man in Suit in Ghost <laughs> in the Machine. Uh, we've got Gabrielle Rose, who's playing Dr. Zanzola, who previously played Anita Budahas, in Deep Throat, we've got William McDonald playing the Federal Marshal, who previously played Dr. Oppenheim in Fallen Angel. And we've Jesus. got H- Hrothgar Matthews, man on phone, who previously played Jack in The Jersey Devil. I just want to say, whoa, Hrothgar is a name. <laughs> in Skyrim, you have to go talk to the Greybeards at Hi Hrothgar. Oh. And I
3: had no idea that that was like, Hi Dave um that is so many people coming back to the set of the x-files for different roles for different roles exactly <laughs> it wouldn't be as weird yeah, well, if they were coming back to do their role again but
2: if they're up in canada so they're you know if you find somebody who works you want to bring them back yeah. it makes sense in an era when people are not binging and watching everything under a magnifying glass.
3: Yeah. And I didn't notice most of the repeats, honestly. Uh, most most of those are news to me, Jenny. Um, I want to say something about, before we get too far into it, I know we have to do big thoughts, but... Um, Latoya's uh, last two scary ratings made or spooky, whatever we're calling them, they made me realize something about Mm. the rankings. And I think, A, it's that Latoya and I have a similar weak spot when it comes to horror, Um, at least in uh, in this category, which is body horror. Body horror for me is one of the worst. It's possessions and it's body horror. Those are the things that break me. And I'm kind of fine with everything else. I mean, like, I get scared or whatever, but I don't feel, like, bad. I could watch it. Mm. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm. I don't know how it's going to go, but for the first two episodes of this season in like on our abacus page, because we keep these ratings for people so that if you're a scaredy cat, you can be warned ahead of time. And so, (laughs) you know, I put one point five out of five for the uh, premiere episode of the season and I put underneath it like scary alien stuff. Right. Like this is like like aliens. The alien things are what would make this scary for you. And I put body horror underneath this episode, because folks probably know, usually, you know, like either you're scared of everything, in which case probably don't watch the X-Files or you're, you know, you're scared of certain things. And so I'm going to do my best. And Latoya, maybe you can also help me. Um, folks at home, you can also let me know uh, or Latoya know when you want more added. But I do think it's helpful. It would be helpful f- for me, at least, to know like, oh, this is a body horror episode. Bye. <laughs> not fucking interested. So that's what I have to add to the scary um, over at the bufferingcast.com slash abacus where we keep track of all of our X-Files math. All right. All right. Well, Jenny, I mean, I guess we kind of covered our big thoughts, which are yeah,
2: yeah, mostly just gagging. Uh, My first note of the episode is can't believe I'm sitting down to take notes on this episode with a snack.
3: Oh, I actually like Quite literally, I ate before I started and I needed a minute. And that's the level of extreme that this episode is. I started my Mm -hmm. notes and I'm not gonna, last week I talked to you all about the Voyager and the golden record. Uh, I did a similar deep dive for myself this week On sewer systems and on flatworms. And I am not going to take (coughs) you through most of that. Though, yeah, at some point, I might tell you how sewers, how like wastewater treatment plants work because it's kind of interesting. And I honestly didn't really know. Mm. Um, But I did a lot of research and I just am saying um, please uh, applaud. Please. send me like a gift or something for my efforts. I also and I'm not going to go into this too much. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. I'm not going to go into this uh, too much now. But I've been thinking a lot. I also have a queer horror movie club that I do um, outside of this. And back in my days of getting my master's degree in gender studies, uh, I read a concept that you might be familiar with if you have done like any queer theory, gender studies, any kind of stuff like that, which is uh, Julia Kristeva's uh, the concept of the abject. And I've been thinking about it a lot. It's, it's this uh, uh, theory, I guess, that intersects with horror and I think especially body horror. And I'm not equipped to talk about it perfectly right now, but I want all of you theory heads out there to know that it's brewing um under the surface for me and and something that I want to like reread and, and redig into. It's it, again like layman's terms is just kind of this idea that as humans, we are always trying to keep like an arm's distance at least between us and anything that reminds us that we have bodies that do things um that we you know that that basically show us uh that we're just biological organisms and um not separate from all of the other things around us it's way more Mm. complex than that but i just you know was thinking about the fact that i wanted to throw up this entire episode and mostly that's because like all of this episode except for the giant mr fluke man are fucking real (laughs) like this is not fake news
2: this is fucking real (laughs) so So you're saying you don't think Fluke man is real.
3: Well, I don't. If he is, I would like to not think about it. I at least mm-hmm. have not been able to see Fluke man, and I hope to never see him. And I'm sorry that I keep gendering our genderless Fluke man, but he's wearing a top hat. So the the verbiage of Fluke man does come
2: from the show itself, you know, ah. from the script and stuff. And I wonder if, even though they obviously go to the specific lengths of talking about the uh, hermaphroditic nature of this. Human worm,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: but uh, it may be that they landed on Fluke Man because the person inside the suit <laughs> is a man. His name is Darren Morgan, and Kristen. He will go on to write some of the most beloved episodes of this television series.
3: I'm. I want more information. You know what I mean? Like how? <laughs> how did it? Was he just like Ta- tag me in, Coach? <laughs> Let's well, go. He is the brother of Glenn Morgan, Uh,
2: so he had a connection. (laughs) Like, why did he wind up as
3: the fluke? This
2: this just seems like a real... This set seems like a real family affair. Uh, Sci-fi horror buddies being like, hey, you want to come up to Vancouver and get in this weird suit? Nobody else wants to do it. (laughs) Also, apparently, David Duchovny didn't interact with Darren at all out of the suit. Um, So... A number of episodes from now when Darren's first like fully, I wrote this episode, uh, episode of the X-Files is being made. They end up seated next to each other on a plane. Darren asks (laughs) David to sign something and (gasps) says, could you make it out to your nemesis? And David's like, "Okay." And then like 30 minutes go by. And then Darren's like, I was in the fluke suit.
3: No. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Wow. What a, what a delicious tidbit. Thank you. And you know what? With that, I've just been thinking inside of my breath, listening to you and also thinking at the same time, uh, because modern women can hmm. have it all. Uh, Not this modern woman, but go on. I <laughs> am <laughs> um, going to, pr- I, you know what? We have a genderless fluke worm. Uh, in the script, and despite the fact that the X Files refers to this fluke worm as fluke man, and I have given him <laughs> the title of Mister, it stops here. Uh the other the other name
2: mm-hmm. that is that is used is Fluky, <gasps> which is <gasps> nice and neutral. Durable.
3: Let's go with Fluky. Love Fluky. Great. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, first scene right into it, let's get into the shitter. You know what I mean? We are in the shitter from scene one until the end. Uh, there are many reasons that I don't want to be on a big boat.
2: You're the about despite the- <laughs> to be, be on Despite a big the fact that I'm about boat. to be on a big boat at the end of the month. Um, but uh, one of the biggest reasons is that all of a sudden, all of the toilets could start Spouting. <laughs>
3: I mean, technically, that could really happen anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. But
2: if it happened at my house, I could go outside.
3: Yeah. Well, that's the thing about, listen, Jenny's going, uh, what is the name of the music cruise that you're performing on? Kayamo. Kayamo. So Jenny's going on this cruise, and you know what? I'm proud of you, and I'm happy for you, and I hope you have a great time. You could not pay me money to get on a cruise ship, and that is exactly why. Because you can't get off. (laughs) (laughs) It takes me a lot just to get on a plane for a handful of hours for yeah. that same yep. exact reason. So, Yep. Let yep. alone uh, thoughts... on a boat for a week. Pray for me. <laughs> my thoughts and
2: prayers are with you. Um... So I just hate this for Dimitri.
3: Me too. Dimitri's is just trying to do his job and he is getting pretty much bullied by the guy who's above him. At the... I don't know if it's a, the guy in charge or just above Dimitri, but... He tells him that he has to deal with the fact that the toilets are going in the reverse direction that they are supposed to go in. (laughs) Um, He opens up the tank and um, hands pull him down into. I hate it. You know what? We should have a count. I didn't keep a count in either of and either of my two viewings. So uh, just please let it be known that we watched these episodes twice for you. I didn't keep a count of how many people get pulled into shit water. Uh, Dimitri is number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, just tally over Sorry, here. Dimitri. They flush out the tanks. So Dimitri goes and uh, Fluky goes and everything else goes just into the ocean. Um, is that... Uh... Uh, can you just... Do that in the ocean? Um, Just <laughs> I looked up sewer systems, but I didn't look up what yeah. do you do with the shit on a um, boat.
2: I'm mean, going to guess you're not supposed to. You're probably supposed to, like, when you dock, there's like much like a tour bus. Right. Uh, and we all recall when Dave Matthews did not observe <laughs> this sacred rule, you go to a, you know, special place <laughs> uh, where you evacuate
3: the holding tank um and credits (laughs) wow if if you just started the episode i i encourage you to hit pause and write down as many words as you can think of that jenny might use to describe uh shitting or flushing or anything like that write them all down and see how many you can get it's kind of like bingo okay Um, uh, I refer to, and we'll probably never see this location again, but I have now named this location Mulder's Hovel. (laughs) Okay, so he is, according to the, you know, locator pop-up,
2: this surveillance setup is at the Longstreet Motel. I don't know what, is he in the basement? It's so creepy, but he has really accumulated quite... A lot of filth around him. Chinese food containers, empty soda cans, a million sunflower seed shells. He's making little satellite dishes out of styrofoam cups and pens and then repurposing them to be little uh, sunflower seed soccer goals. Uh, This man needs a lady
3: partner. Stat. Wow. Wow. Fucking bring in the lady to clean up his sunflower seeds. (sighs) No, 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 no.
2: I just think if Scully were there, he would never let himself descend into filth like
3: this. Uh, Jenny, I got really concerned for Mulder in this episode because it's the second one in a row where the man is eating the amount of sunflower seeds that (laughs) I just don't think a human body should ever have to digest. And I know that we have a lot of (laughs) shit to talk about in this episode, literally. But um, when I said what happens if you eat too many sunflower seeds? The top answer was eating large amounts of sunflower seeds has the potential to lead to stool loss or obstruction. Uh, Besides constipation, eating an unreasonable amount of sunflower seeds can cause abdominal pain and nausea. And I thought, what an episode for this man to be blocked up. You know what I mean? Like, just... (laughs) Surrounded by shit, but can't shit. Mulder. Everything you
2: said doesn't sound like anything to me.
3: All right. Um, Mulder has been
2: reassigned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cheers. Uh, Poor Agent Bozov has to sit down in all of Mulder's accumulated, drifted
3: garbage. (laughs) Is this the first time that that someone has said, treat yourself to someone else? Because that is what Mulder says. And I was like, <laughs> I checked my watch. Like, damn, 1994? OK. <laughs> oh. uh, and it's
2: important to note that Skinner specifically requested Mulder for this case.
3: Yes, he did. It's also important to note that just as Jenny said, Mulder's haircut looks even worse in episode two. <laughs> I promised you did. that it would. In episode one. You know, Jenny, just like Mulder can only trust Scully, I can only trust you. And um you were correct. I put my well, trust in Yeah, because in... I'm
2: your best friend. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And um, Uh, one way best friendship is famously based on
3: trust. Yes, exactly. Um, All right. Wait, let's go to Jenny's home state of New Jersey. This is one case I'm going to be happy to turn over to you guys. You know what I mean? This detective is simply, he is just, they took all of the New Jerseyans and smooshed them together like a little washcloth and wrung them out and out of the essence of all of them created this guy. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Kristen. It's good to be home. <laughs> Latoya writes in her production notes, "David Duchovny is allegedly," she states. Google lies. Just ask Ian Summerholder's height, six feet tall. So, how tall was New Jersey detective Foreman? Three feet tall? <laughs> Searching told me he was five foot seven, but I cannot believe it. <gasps> this is a there sm- is a
2: height discrepancy. The Scully box was not available for his <laughs> scenes. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right. They mercifully provide Mulder with a pair of, would you call these rain boots? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> muck
3: boots? Ooh, muck boots. They tell him that they say it cuts the smell if you don't breathe through your mouth. And I wrote, is this true? Is it true that if you don't breathe through your mouth, you don't smell as deeply? Because if so, I've been doing it wrong. The whole time, I thought breathing through your mouth would mean you wouldn't smell. But you know how cats sometimes have to like, they do what I call square mouth. And it's like when they smell (laughs) something and then they have to smell it deeper. And so they open their mouth because they have little smell glands in there. Like, why would it be that if you breathe through your mouth, you smell more?
2: Yeah, I I thought... That the opposite was true. I thought if you hold your nose and breathe through your mouth, yeah, blah, 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 blah,
3: but then you've got, you know, I, I didn't. Maybe I didn't, just
2: don't go down there is a good way to avoid this. A,
3: sometimes I sometimes I have a question and I research it, and sometimes I have a question and I think, you know what, someone in our listenership will surely have an email for us about whether oh, yeah. or not this is true. So let us know is, is this a fact or is this a false facties or falsies? Hmm. Mulder sees this body, and he's so pissed off immediately. It's very extreme to me. I felt like maybe he needs to stop eating so many sunflower seeds, have a nice meal,
2: (laughs) a glass of water.
3: Uh, He definitely
2: is pissed. He just thinks that Skinner sent him to Schittsville uh, as punishment.
3: It just, like, was a little disjointed for me because we only have one other episode this season. And in that episode, we saw Skinner tell Smoking Man to, like, leave. And we saw Skinner... Get the hell out. And we saw Skinner, like, not, uh, you know, fire Mulder or, like, give him another Mm -hmm. hit. And Mulder recognized that. And they had a moment where I thought they might smooch. So I was surprised that he went from that... to this so quickly, which is why I think it's the fault of his poor diet and lack of hydration. Uh So much sodium.
2: Good God. Uh. But uh, he barely looks at this body and is like, yeah, uh, bye. I'm leaving. You can ship the body to Assistant Director Skinner. Thank you very much.
3: Cut to... Assistant Director Skinner's office, which I refer to in my notes as Skinner's office this one time and the rest of the time, and I promise you for the rest of the series, it will be referred to as Daddy's office. Um. Okay. Do you detect a lie?
2: Well, I had a feeling that we were going to get into some Daddy discussions in this episode, mm-hmm. and I would just like to put forward mm-hmm. that I feel like what Skinner is actually giving is dad energy, not daddy energy.
3: Well, you know what? You can have dad Skinner and I'll have daddy Skinner. Yeah, well, I'll just make my case this week out. <laughs> Something for everyone. I give Skinner's assistant high praise for being one of the few female characters to not swoon over Fox Mulder. I loved it. I loved that she was like, you can actually fuck off. <laughs>
2: uh in spite of her strong boundary setting uh Mulder manages to get his toe in the door and is like stop punishing me dad
3: <laughs> skinner tries to tell him make an appointment but fucking <laughs> no nope. let's hear a little bit of their exchange shall we
1: is there a problem agent Mulder? yeah there is i'm making an appointment It's kind of hard to make an appointment when you're up to your ass in raw sewage being jerked from one meaningless assignment to another. Excuse me? What's my next punishment? Scrubbing the bathroom floors with a toothbrush? You're way out of line, Agent Mulder. So I gathered.
3: Wow. And you're saying this is dad energy and not daddy? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
2: he's a boomery, kind of no-nonsense... strict, he's just, he runs a tight ship.
3: So interesting that every possible sentence you use to describe dad energy is simply the exact words I would use to (laughs) describe daddy energy. So
2: That is none of my business.
3: There's a table of other agents in this room. (laughs) Whoopsies. Whoops. It's a little embarrassing. Mm -hmm. So... Mulder tries to like backtrack and he's like, I just meant that this is not normally the case that the FBI wastes manpower on, usually. And uh, Skinner says, Given your recent history, you're not in the position to judge what is or isn't a good case. The X Files is closed, Mr. Mulder. Is that now? Go m- back to New Jersey. Yep. Yep. I was. I was like fanning myself in this. When Skinner says to Mulder, is that not clear? I wrote in my notes, orders from daddy, hot, hot, hot. And then they immediately cut to the Washington Monument. (laughs) Thank you very much. I rest my case,
2: your honor. Okay. Yeah. Mulder is gazing at the Washington Monument. (laughs) Um, That's true. Uh, Scully rolls up. And um, asks if she can sit down. And he says, yes, however, I should warn you, I'm having violent impulses. And she says,
3: I'm armed, so I like my chances. (laughs) And uh, with that, Jenny, we get our first significant eye contact of season two.
2: Then they have (gasps) a very important exchange.
1: I've been thinking about leaving. The Bureau? what would you do pursue my work in the paranormal somehow you you could request a transfer to quantico come back to the behavioral science unit they don't want us working together scully and right now that's the only reason i can think of to stay that's the only reason he can think of to stay wow
3: Wow, wow, wow. Can't wait till we get to the back half of this episode to hear a little something Scully says that seems to go hand in hand. Oh my God. Also,
2: pursue my work in the paranormal somehow. Mulder,
3: where do you think you're going to do that and get paid? He probably thinks he could. And you know what? If anyone could find an independent funder, for that, it's probably Mulder. He's probably got places he can look for some funding, and I mean, the man only needs like ten dollars and a sack of sunflower seeds. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he doesn't That's even need true. a bed. Give him a chair. He's fine. Do you have a fucking VHS copy of The
2: Fly? So Scully engages in what has become mothership foreplay, and is like, if you want, maybe I could do the
3: autopsy (laughs) it's like I have the same notes written in the same way but you reading them to me was worse were you excited about the height of this body Jenny what do you mean it was 69 inches in length (laughs)
2: oh (laughs) well I'm excited about it now um this is one fucked up corpse she must really love Mulder this is
3: fucking gross and like It's done well like it's this is not like to Latoya's earlier point of like I thought maybe it would be like comical or what have you. Obviously, we'll get to fluky in more detail later. But this corpse is done well. And when she like opens up the the ribs and shit and we see that uh, overhead shot, Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. damn, okay, the makeup department went for it. And I think they nailed it.
2: Find yourself a woman who will remove someone's rib cage in service of helping you feel a little more fulfilled.
3: Honestly, if it was just the fluke worm in this body, it would have been enough for me. I didn't even need fluky. This was fucking, this makes me want to die. I want to die right now. I don't want to (laughs) think about it. It it is, my notes are just, oh no, not the rib cage. Oh no, not the fluke worm. The way it's little fucking head. (laughs) Oh, uh, Fluke Jr.? Fluke Jr. You talking about Fluke Jr.? Yeah, I am. (laughs) Okay. Down in the sewers, a tree branch has broken off one of the filter gates, um, in the sewer system, and, oh no, puke again, says my notes. Craig is pulled under. Ew, 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 the bite mark. Ew, ew, ew. Yeah. This is just bad. (laughs) Okay. Oh wait, Craig, C- hold on. I got to make a tally for Craig, the second guy in <laughs> shit water so far. We've got fucking Dimitri, they all have names so far. Dimitri and Craig, okay? Um Craig is okay though. Like he I mean, spoiler alert, he's not. But like he's pulled out of the water. Um and the guy who pulls him out does a great job. He sees the bite. He's like, yo, what? And runs up and gets help. And the next scene is at the doctor's office.
2: I have. It's at the Middlesex County Hospital in Sayreville, New Jersey, which does not exist, FYI.
3: <laughs> Sayreville, New Jersey does, but.
2: <laughs> yes, but the Middlesex County Hospital, no such thing. Um. OK,
3: Jenny. OK, <gasps> I have. Kristen. No, god damn it. <laughs> God damn Do you, it. Did you... I have something important to say, and I feel like based on the look on your face, you have the same <laughs> important thing to say. Um, First uh, of all, I won't say it okay. yet, but I will say okay. that this is Gabrielle Rose, um, Anita Budahas from a oh, yeah, p- previous episode, and also my nominee for um the smug bitch of the episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. This bitch and, giving this man a piece of gum. So Mulder comes in and he's like, so? And she's like, I thought he was just after fucking disability. Like, she is the smuggest uh-huh, uh-huh. bitch. Uh-huh, and I uh-huh. thought, she looks so familiar uh-huh. to me. This was before yes. I realized Budahas. And so um Jenny... Why don't you tell everybody who the fuck this lady is because I fucking lost it when I found out.
2: It is... Jackie Taylor's mom in Yellow Jackets. Who's also a notable smug bitch. <laughs> yeah, very smug bitch. Yeah. Um, and while I do have a note of this, this is actually not the thing that my face just lit up because I thought maybe we had the same thing written down.
3: What do you have written? I have one other thing she played, but it's not nearly as exciting as oh, Yellow jackets. It's,
2: it's not. it's not about her resume. So what else has she done?
3: Well, I was just like, wow, is a smug bitch always a smug bitch? Because once I found <laughs> out that she was... <sighs> Uh, Jackie's mom in Yellow Jackets. That checked out. And I found out that she also is in Jennifer's body. She plays Uh, Colin's mom. Uh, Colin is the, like, emo kid who Jennifer eats. Spoilers for Jennifer's body. She eats men. (laughs) Um, But I I said, you know, she seems like she's a smug bitch, but admittedly she is at her son's funeral when we see her. So I don't actually know Uh. if she's a smug bitch. But it seems like the family is, like really disgusted with Colin's like emo friends and they want everyone to be proper. That's just my assessment. So I am going three for three on smug bitch here with Gabrielle Rose. Wow. Wow. What do you got Jenny? Well,
2: when this guy was talking about how he had a bad taste in his mouth, I was like, is there a connection between having a parasitic worm in your body and having a bad taste in your mouth? And I very cavalierly, as I often do, jumped into the Google fray without really thinking about, you know, how to protect myself.
3: Mm -mm. Nope.
2: So I got as far as reading the very first (laughs) search return. And I just copied and pasted the headline of of this article. No. And then I decided I will not do anything else related (laughs) to this because this is enough. I didn't even Google it. I was not interested. (laughs) Here is the headline that I found. You have taste buds in your intestines and they know when you have worms. Jenny,
3: I would like for you to fuck off. I would like to double, triple, and quadruple divorce you, as a matter of fact. (laughs) And I am now seeking a new co-host, one who will not read headlines to me about that. Fuck off on behalf of our listenership. (laughs) Fuck off. Okay. Okay. So moving right along and pretending that never happened, Uh Scully... Calls Mulder on his cellular telephone in the doctor's office to report in on the parasite. I love that this doctor, this Doctor Smug, has looked at this <laughs> man's back and didn't even consider it as a bite. Like she just bandaged that shit up and was like, "Antibiotics and gum seems like a good day." <laughs> so, so. The American healthcare system is fucked. <laughs> even even in 1994. Um, okay, so. After Mulder gets off the phone call with Scully, the phone rings again, and we meet a new mystery man. Latoya basically is like, so deep throat, Jerry Harden is replaceable, according to the (laughs) Uh uh X-Files. Because here is X.
2: Yeah, I didn't know. I don't think we get... So weird that he has the same name as all the files.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't even... About that, but also, I was upset that I learned his name, and now all of our listenership has too, because he doesn't have a name in this. Oh, wait,
2: did you learn it from me?
3: No, I learned it on IMDb accidentally. Yeah, well, if you looked at the script, right? But does it say it on the captions? Does it say on I don't think it does? I don't think so.
2: But listen, you know that X is not his real name. Yeah, that's fair. So, this man, unknown. To Mulder, A stranger to Mulder says, I think you should know you have a friend at the FBI. And Mulder's like, I know, it's Scully. Scully is my friend. <laughs> Scully is my good friend at the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, back at Autopsy Alley. Scully hands Mulder the fluke worm in the jar, and you can see, you can actually see the will to live slowly <laughs> returning to his eyes. He is... <laughs> So happy! was oh, like, this is the best Valentine's
3: Day present ever. <laughs> I actually made a note of that in the scene prior too, because there's a moment when Dr. Smug says, "Frankly, I can't say I've ever seen anything like it," and Mulder's like, "Say it again." <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So she says, you know, something weird here is that she found this parasite and, um, you know, it, but it doesn't seem like it, this shouldn't be able to have killed him. It's very unlikely, especially because he seems like he was a younger guy. He was in pretty good shape. But she says she can't find another cause of death, to which I wrote in my notes, so not, like, drowning? Like, <laughs> wouldn't that have killed him if nothing else. Well did. I guess, you know,
2: if you drown, your lungs would be full of water. Oh. Uh, there would be water in your lungs and maybe there wasn't water in his
3: lungs. Cause he stopped breathing before he went under. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean I I don't really see the fluky uh pulling Dimitri up to the surface to um it's it seems like it should be a drowning. It should, really yeah, is.
3: again, you know, I don't mean to challenge Dr. Scully, but.
2: OK, how long did you have down on your card that it would take Mulder to ask, how do the flukeworms attach themselves? <laughs> Scully is so excited to talk about the Skullex, a sucker like mouth with four hooking spikes, a sucker like mouth. With four hooking spikes. now, Kristen, in an earlier time in my life, this is where I would say sounds
3: like my ex-wife. <laughs> Does our listenership know that that used to be your joke before you had an ex-wife? Oh, probably Pro- I used just in to case say, you sounds don't like know. my ex-wife all the time before I had one. <laughs> now the joke has gotten complicated., <laughs> um,
2: yeah, and Mulder's like ever seen this polaroid of a bite mark i saw earlier today on the back of a man who claimed
3: to be attacked by something in the sewer, scully they um consider the possibility because she's like scully's like Mulder. this is a, t- a teeny tiny little guy Mulder. Not oh my god a big guy and They laugh and she's like, she is, they're fully, if you can flirt about a skolex, you should just (laughs) get married at that point. You have found your soulmate. Just get it over with already. Um, It's very cute. It's very cute, actually. Also, it should be noted that Jillian Anderson is so pregnant. She is going to have a baby on the set of this show at any second. (laughs) So in case you're wondering why she is constantly... Imagine being the child that's being hidden behind the corpses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
2: she's always behind a dead body. She's always wearing a huge, billowing, long coat. She's always being shot from the neck up. She's yeah. always looking over her
3: shoulder back at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they have a good laugh. Scully says it feels like old times, and um, she "Imagine, said, imagine you're like talking about the scollex and just how big a fluke worm could get, and then you were like, just like old times." Honestly, Jenny, fast forward into five years from now, and we could oh, have that'll this be us. Sa- yeah. <laughs> um scully says that these are not creatures that go around attacking people like their mission is really i mean she doesn't say this here but their mission is to like procreate and survive you know they want to get inside of the thing that will sustain them and they don't want to just kill people um and <laughs> Mulder says well that's good i didn't want to tell skinner that his murderous suspect was a giant blood-sucking worm Put that, put that line in your back pocket for later. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, write that in your field report <laughs> to yourself.
3: This scene ends with Mulder saying to Scully that he doesn't want her to, like, launch this campaign for him because he thinks that she is the reason that he got this call from inside the FBI. I don't actually understand what Mulder's brain did here, but regardless, Scully is like, I wouldn't betray a confidence. I wouldn't, like, talk to people about you. Without talking to you first.
2: Of course, we know this. Of course, we know Scully would never betray confidence.
3: He knows it, too. He's the one who said he trusted Scully more than himself. He just can't believe he has another friend. (laughs) (laughs) He cannot believe he has a... Much like Angel, he cannot believe
2: (laughs) he might have another friend.
3: Oh, God, Jenny. Can we just skip the next scene? I would just... We could just skip it. Nope. No. Nope. In Craig's shower,
2: Craig is going... First, before he gets in the shower, he's going buck wild, brushing his teeth. He's like, I'm going to just put the whole tube in here. Uh, And then he spits out a bunch of toothpaste foam blood. And then he yaks up a fluke worm in the shower that skitters down the drain.
3: I'm upset. And I want to remind you,
2: Kristen, of something really important here that you should never forget. You have taste beds in your intestines. Then you know when you have worms.
3: Suck my dick, Jenny. So the thing that I like about this scene is is nearly nothing but the thing that I do like uh, my my horror cap on I like that in between two moments of abject horror the fucking spitting in the sink <laughs> and fucking fluke worm down the drain, we get this one shot of this man looking incredibly attractive. And I thought, that's fun. That's a fun, like, one-two punch, you know? Give you something to puke about, give you a moment of like, look at that beautiful, oh no. You know, like, that's (laughs) nice, nice work, nice direction, good choices all around. It worked. I understand. When we tell people that on February 24th, we had a sudden plummet in listenership at Buffering a Rewatch Adventure... (laughs) We can explain that this is why. Um, And I will write Chris Carter a note saying, thanks for nothing. (laughs) Listen, I think it's going great. Oh, I think the people love us. They love us, but listen, I don't... Okay, let's go to the... Let's please leave this horrific scene and go to the water treatment plant where they sift shit out of our water every day. Ray! Oh, my (laughs) God, Ray. So excited. This man has lived his life to get calls from everyone's porcelain (laughs) telephones.
2: Uh, Over half a million a day. Okay, I have a... uh, Listen, the location pop-up tells us that this is that the newark county sewage processing plant newark is a city not a county the city of newark is an essex county also just gonna mention that essex and middlesex the county where mm-hmm. craig went to the hospital don't even border each other mm. union county is sandwiched in between them so fluky is getting
3: around wow I love that we have a New Jersey expert here on site with us. I do. (laughs) During
0: Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast, Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, I write in my notes that Ray is uh, almost as excited as that guy who was excited about fire back in the days of Cecil. Uh, they could go head-to-head on who loves their job more. Um, I, in my first watch, wrote down Chekhov's Charlie, because I really thought that Charlie, like, I thought, why would we learn that Charlie is as old as the sewer system if not for Charlie will die? But turns yeah. out.
2: Also, Charlie doesn't look older than Ray. No. <laughs>
3: It's just rude. Mulder carried the worm to the sewage plant. He carried it with him. He put it in the fucking passenger (laughs) seat of his car, and he (laughs) fucking drove it to the newer. He put it in his little suit jacket pocket. (laughs) Out of here, sir. Out of Ray. He's
2: like, ever seen one of these? And Ray says, (laughs) "Looks like a big old worm." (laughs)
3: Like, Mulder, you could have just told him what you found. You didn't need to fucking show it to him. You'd think that if you, like, in the last year had almost been uh, overtaken by, like, LED bugs and ice bugs and all other sorts of things that wanted to get inside of your body that you'd, like, maybe just leave the worm at home. (laughs) Anyway, Ray is like non-plussed. He's just like you, like you said, looks like a big worm. Um, and no telling what's been breeding down here in the last hundred years. Like he's just like, oh, yeah, my. dude, this is a lot of bacteria. I don't know. The worm makes sense. Ooh. <sighs> Um, Inside the plant, Charlie is smoking. I um, have watched the movie National Lampoon's (laughs) Christmas Vacation many times in my life. And I screamed at the television, shitter's full. (laughs) I saw Charlie (laughs) smoking next to the sewage. And this is not the last time that a grown man will smoke a cigarette. uh, Right near a lot of very explosive materials. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, He sees something huge swimming in the tank. He does and, such uh, a good
3: job because you know what Kristen Russo, sewage worker, would have done? <laughs> Started what? running and not stopped till I Never. got to, like, Long Island. Like, I just yeah. like, kept going.
2: No, but Charlie lets Ray know what's going on. Uh, he backflushes the system and they capture Flukie if in a tube. And they're all just quietly looking at it. Close up, in the light, it's gaping maw red against its waxen flesh it's and they're off. all just like huh nobody's screaming nobody's running this is inappropriate behavior
3: if you cut to kristen russo's living room you would have gotten the response that was deserved which is me <laughs> and <Avanti laughs> what did Avanti do we sc- we screamed like we like the cats ran we were like I did not expect it. I was so upset. She was so upset, but I will say this. Yeah. She was so upset, and then today when I did my second watch, she came out of the room to be like, ooh, can I watch this part again? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. We got more research to do on Avanti and her uh, relationship to the Fluky. What? What? Um, Jenny, I've diagnosed Fluky with what I write in my notes as... Fruit punch mouth extremis. Um, That is the diagnosis for this. And I also wrote, this is a full man. Like, they didn't go from, like, wormy to big wormy. They went from wormy to full... (laughs) To man. Fucking man. Man in worm suit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. At Scully's computer, she has cracked open Encarta and entered the search term (laughs) fluke (laughs) worm. Oh, she's just fucking fbi agents they're just like us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah she's she's really puzzling and puzzling she's like sure the bite is the right shape but it's just too darn
3: big <laughs> I have two things I would like to say to you, Jenny. One is that Scully is handwriting her diary, to which I say I fucking told you she wrote that shit down and then transcribed it later. She'll go home. She'll light her candles and she's going to type what she's writing in there on her (laughs) computer later. (laughs) Two,
2: I think she can't type on. She can't type notes on her computer when she's using it to search (laughs) Encarta. Yeah.
3: Uh, Two, I think we've all had enough parasite talk, but this is the episode we're in. And I just want to say that I found out something about a lung fluke that made me feel very impressed with this kind of fluke. Uh, Jenny, lung flukes (laughs) require three different hosts to complete their life cycle. They have to get into a snail. For their first life cycle, they have to get into then a crab or a crayfish for their second cycle. And after that shit, they got to get into an animal or a human to complete their third life cycle. Care for this? I don't care for it either, but like credit where credit is due, okay? That's a lot of work for that fluke. I like that God's making it hard for the (laughs) lung fluke. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you have a lung fluke, bad luck. That fluke worked hard to get into your body. Yeah. Oh, God. I just got so uncomfortable. Please, let's talk about something else.
2: Okay. Just then somebody slips a National Enquirer under Scully's door uh, and she's like flipping through it. She finds an article called Monster on Board about a Russian cargo ship. Well, 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 Kristen, I paused the television so that I could transcribe the first couple sentences of the article. Oh, goody. I'd like to read them for you. (laughs) Great. Terrified is the only word to describe how the burly, macho sailors felt on their last night aboard the Russian freighter. Their horror is hard to imagine as these normally fearless men witnessed their comrades' futile struggles as he was dragged down to his certain death.
3: So this is authors, all
2: of the sailors on the ship. (laughs) Burly, macho, macho, masculine, fearless, six foot tall, broad <laughs> shoulder, <laughs>
3: very handsome, incredibly Money dateable. Money in the
2: bank. <laughs> robust
3: 401k. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Okay. So, okay, so, she, so she's
2: reading this. Uh, and then she's sh- like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. There was a tattoo on that disgusting corpse I autopsied for my boyfriend. And it looked like it might have been in Russian she she pulls up the photos of uh his little arm and she squints at the screen and she says
3: Just then, the phone rings, ring a ding ding. Scully, it's aliens. Just kidding. That's what I thought was going to be the line of this show, but it's Scully, (laughs) it's me. (laughs) You know that fluke you caught? He says, It must have been the runt of the litter. Ba dum bum. Wow.
2: Wow. They've got this fluke in a holding cell. I
3: can't. I actually can't. It's
2: okay. So you don't have a jar. Notice that that <laughs> they keep the other flukeworm in a jar of fluid. But th- this is human shaped enough that they're just like, here you go. Here's some pipes. Maybe a cot. <laughs> they
3: like take. I'm sorry. But it's in a psychiatric they... hospital for evaluation. Can't... What? It's... <laughs> what?
2: It... What? Listen, we celebrate uh mental health care. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs>
3: But I this don't... is a giant worm. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, your basic needs uh, also need to be met. And maybe consider, like, giving this guy a tank of some kind. I don't know. I just feel like as much as I... Yeah. Or uh... like, a kiddie pool... Yeah, like, you know, I don't really want to meet Fluky myself. I would like for Fluky to be in the ocean doing his fluky things, but I also feel like Fluky deserves some rights here. You can't just yank this thing out of its thing and then put it in a psychiatric ward. That doesn't seem right at all.
2: So Scully and Mulder are pressed together <laughs> looking through uh, you a know, skinny little window in the door, and he's like, you know, check it out. Look at the look at the giant fluky. Look, 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 look. And then he says, "A little too loud." If you go back and review the audio. Oh my
1: god. I don't know if you can see it from here, but it has no sex organs. It's genderless. Platyhelminthes are often amphoteric. Mulder, this is amazing. Its vestigial features appear to be parasitic, but it has primate physiology. Where the hell did it come from? I don't know but it looks like I'm going to have to tell Skinner that his suspect is a giant blood-sucking worm after all.
3: Jenny, okay. it, there is no universe in which Flukie behind a... When, when Mulder says, I don't know if you can see or not, but it has no sex organs, I'm like, what are... Like, clearly she can't see that, Mulder. You're looking through a tiny round window at a Fluky that's hidden behind a pipe. This was an interesting choice of line for them. Yeah. Yeah. This, I think, might be my favorite moment to date in The X Files that they have put this worm man in in a room behind a closed door. Also, do you think <laughs> that Fluky and Toomsy ever met? Do you think they ever hung out? Because there was a lot of pandowns where I was like, "Oh, do you think Toomsy's little-, little glowing eyes ever popped up next to <laughs> Anyway. Kristen right. no. So, they talk about the identity of uh the guy. Scully says his name was Dimitri. And the reason I know that is because someone shove the inquirer under my office door and she says i guess you really do have a friend and then what does she say jenny she says she'd consider it
2: more than a professional loss if he decided to leave which i love and what i love even more is that the camera cuts to fluky who is Listening, even though this is absolutely none of its business.
3: F- Cut to Fluky's diary. <laughs> Fluky fucking ships Mulder and Scully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back in Daddy's office. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, Jenny, but I have to tell the truth. It's part of my job. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mulder so fucking Skinner is like everything looks in order and Mulder's like it's a fucking worm dude like why don't you care it's a worm man (laughs) I love that
2: Skinner is like I had my reaction to the fluke worm and on my own time (laughs) my own
3: time that's not for you not for you Um, he says this meeting is to evaluate your work. This is the sound clip that we started the episode with, um, because this is kind of the core of the whole thing, right? This episode, I mean, I haven't seen episode three yet, but this episode seems to be here to underline the fact that there is an actual need for the X-Files because you cannot prosecute a worm man, okay? You just can't. And you need... i
2: do i do want to
3: say Mulder is like
2: you had a pair of agents who could have handled this we could have saved that man's life that pair of agents have both been working on this case and that man's correct
3: i'm just gonna say
2: also also um uh i want to put forth that when skinner says i know this should have been an Mm x-file what he is actually saying is i know Dot dot dot. Son. This should have been an X file.
3: Sure. It's sure.
2: a dad moment. He's a dad. He's Mulder's dad. He's not Mulder's daddy.
3: Okay. Well, you know what? Potato Potato, degree to disagree. Um, okay. If, uh, we'll later on in the series, or do you want to do it now? I don't know. But we can find out what our listenership thinks, you know? Dad <laughs> or daddy. We'll take Let's a- just let it
2: ride. Because you know we probably haven't seen the last of Skinner. We're probably going to get to know him better.
3: Okay. Um. I know this should have been an X file, and then he says, "We all take our orders from someone, Agent <gasps> Mulder." <gasps> so uh, clearly, Skinner is Team Mulder and Scully. That is. Oh yeah. That is exciting news for Kristen Russo, who did not know. He that. loves the
2: X Files. He is into the mothership. He is just like
3: totally on board. Yeah. Um, and he I mean, you know, I guess the, the question that isn't answered is he sent he took Mulder off of the case that he was on and he sent him to this um, dead body. Right. And so, you know, uh, they learned a lot more about it as they investigated. But it sure does seem to me like Skinner was also perhaps helping this mystery man get them in a position where they could, which we'll hear talked about later, definitively prove the need for the X Files. Yeah. Um okay. Okay. These these this- two US Marshals who have been assigned to roll <laughs> Fluky onto the fucking van. And I can't. I'm so upset for these men. This
2: is this is a bad detail to pull um i feel for them this is truly horrific i labeled the location of this scene hell upon this earth uh they they've got him on a little stretcher and they load him into the van feet first this is wrong head first you it's go. gotta be head first yeah. i learned it from encyclopedia brown oh what
3: else did encyclopedia
2: brown have to say about it it's just like the premise of Encyclopedia Brown, for those of you who have not read <laughs> any of the children's books in that series, uh, is that Encyclopedia Brown it can solve any case. He's a kid. Uh, <laughs> he just has to have the whole story told to him, usually, I think, at like family dinner. And then he asks one question, never more than one question, never less than one question. <laughs> And the answer to that question will help him solve the whole case, isn't it cool to be a eleven year old who knows how to do everything? Wow. Um, and that was I remember that it's the only thing I remember from all of the Encyclopedia Brown books I read. That that was a detail that um made him realize that like the EMTs were fake. Wow. The- <laughs> whatever. Uh. So, Uh, why would you send one driver with no other person? And then, if he looked in the rear view and saw that suddenly the stretcher was just empty, why would he? Okay, great job. Radio for backup immediately. But then just open the van by yourself and get in it? And also,
3: where is Fluky? That van is. Not big. Where is the worm? I mean, honestly, later he fits in a tube that looks much smaller than him. So <laughs> I think he has Tomsian properties. He's, he's skinched down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I spent that. The scene is not even a long scene. And I spent the whole thing being like, he's on the ceiling. He's on the ceiling. He's under the bed. He's under the bed. He's like I'm <laughs> fully effective <laughs> for me. Just like waiting for him to slither out from somewhere. <laughs> This is, and Latoya notes this, that this shot. So he gets out. He's got an epic mustache. We got to give the guy credit before he dies. He's got his shotgun or whatever you call a gun that does the chick chick. uh, And Mm -hmm. he goes back. He's touching some slime. They go out. They pan out from this U.S. Marshal Ambulance thingy underneath the sign for Lake Betty as he screams and the shotgun goes off and we know that that's the end of this U.S. Marshal, It's a it is like fucking Wes Craven. Like it is like mm. up there with gorgeous horror shots. And this sign, Jenny, Lake Betty, nature's playground, campsites available in neon, live bait and then underneath yeah. that fish dot 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 all year round just fucking <laughs> a plus a plus plus, yeah. plus 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 all the way down the board uh so great
2: so great <laughs> uh and then fluky slithers into a nearby portageon and changes my life forever
3: jenny <laughs> fluky's feet F- fluky's little feet they they're dry and i felt bad for fluky you know what i mean fluky's just trying what about to... when
2: you just saw his face down there in the dark and his <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> He can't help it oh they can't help who he is you know okay yeah it's true it's true okay here comes Shudder's Full
2: part two. Fucking. <laughs> not only is this man smoking, he is wearing his shithose gloves and holding his cigarette in those rubber fingers. So
3: <laughs> upsetting. Very defaming to sewage workers all the world round. I do not believe that they do this. This is take it back. This sanitation worker puts his little tube down the porta potty, and the porta potty hose thing is like, Rawr. it was like, <laughs> 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 he's stuck, Fluky's stuck. Oh, <laughs> god. oh god! Oh god! But he makes it through. Fluky makes it through. Goes right into the whatever you call this sewage truck, and off they drive and escape. Fluky has escaped. Mulder gets. The call. He arrives, then New Jersey detective is there to say, We got nothing. That's all he has to say. Establishing the scene in New Jersey, he goes and he picks <laughs> up a slice of pizza and he walks off screen. <laughs> uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. X says, Mr. Mulder, I will make this brief. Success in your current assignment is imperative. Are you hearing me, Mr. Mulder?
3: Reinstatement of the X Files must be undeniable. Da-da-da. And in my opinion, no one speaks like this unless they wrote it out beforehand. And I appreciate that uh, this mystery friend is, you know, really economizing his time on the phone by making sure he knows exactly what he's going to say when Mulder picks up. Mulder realizes that Fluky is in the tanker truck. And now it's a race back to the sewage processing plant. Ray, it, Ray is like... Honestly, Ray deserves some kind of an award. He is calm under pressure. He is ready to go. He does not even asking questions. He doesn't even care. He's like, listen, three of the five trucks have come back. They've already unloaded. It's impossible to say which one is which because they don't keep good records. So we're just going to have to be on Fluky stakeout here in the sewage plant. <laughs> Fluky steak. I out. keep calling it a sewage plant. I'm pretty sure it's like a water processing plant, but whatever. Um,
2: Actually... It's the Newark County Sewage Processing Plant. Okay, great. Okay, so somebody has seen something. Mulder and Ray go screeching to the closest manhole to the position. They go down there, and Ray's going to like raise this lever, but oh no, it's rusted in position, and oh no, he falls into the water, and oh no,
3: his glasses fall off. This is such horrible timing for Ray. You know what I mean? Like, Ray... Oh, yeah. (sighs) Okay. Before Ray, I I will... Hold on. Let me find my pen. Let me give Ray a tally. But I'm not ready to get to Ray falling in the water yet. uh, Because Scully calls to tell Mulder some important information, which is that she Mm -hmm. thinks that the fluke and the corpse that she did the autopsy on might have been an incubating larva. She thinks um, that Fluky is transmitting its eggs through its bite. It's looking for hosts. Mulder. Dun dun dun. If it finds a new host, it could multiply. <sighs> Viewer at home knows baby Fluky's already that we saw baby Fluky go down the drain. You know what I mean? Like we saw Craig puke up baby fluky so that means mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know parent fluky has been successful there's at least a couple of flukies out there okay now before ray falls in the other thing i would like to say is that i would mm. like to give david to credit for the fact that he gives us no less than seven facial expressions to signal boy it smells like shit down here if you if you have a minute, go back and just it's just the mo it's the establishing shot is before Ray comes down and they just didn't cut and so like David Duchovny just keeps going. he literally does like literally like six or seven facial expressions. It's really funny um okay. <laughs> a ticker Uh, for Ray Ray is in the shit water Mulder at first Jenny pulls his gun I'm not sure I don't know what the get what the go there is gonna be but then shoot the huge white fluky but like if it comes up to the surface Ray is right there I guess like if it just pops up right next to Ray or something Mm. um Mulder does something I did not think Mulder would do tell me more He jumps into the fucking sewage water, Jenny. Shocking. Remember when he touched the bile of tombs and was like, "Uh, uh," (laughs) I just did not see this heroism. Oh, Um, I think
2: Ray has really endeared himself to Mulder, and Mulder is
3: ready to go to the mats for Ray. He also gets some of the water in his mouth. I'm sorry, but he does. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mulder carries Ray out of the water, and... The fucking fluky, I can't. This is the other point in the viewing when the whole house here in uh, New York was screaming because Fluky climbs Fluky's little body into the. You know what? Let Fluky go. He's worked so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Mulder gets the door. Un. Honestly. Honestly, I'm reminded
2: of how precious the Jersey Devil was to Mulder and how he was like, she's beautiful and how Fluky doesn't have hot girl privilege.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So Fluky is getting bisected. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lucky for Fluky and none of us. Uh, it seems that being bisected does not have an effect, at least on the top half of Fluky, to which I ask, and what of the bottom half of Fluky? What did they do with the bottom half of Fluky? Uh, well, so what happened,
2: as we learn in the next scene on the mall, where Muller and Scully are hanging out on their little bench again, uh, Scully's been dissecting and analyzing, which has revealed cross-trading. It's quasi vertebrate, but still capable of spontaneous regeneration. Oh, right. Okay, so, so I think the idea is that with mm, at least some of the creatures that can regenerate, it's like the side that has the brain or whatever, like is the side they can
3: regenerate. Oh, interesting. Okay, I think so. But and like, do worms have a brain at each end? I was gonna say because worms, is it two worms when you? Cut a worm in half, or is it just- I think so.
2: Are you a worm doctor? Please write to us at hello at bufferingcast.com. no
3: better episode for you than this one if you're a worm doctor. Let's go. <laughs> I like that Mulder and Scully have this little routine where Mulder's sitting on the bench, and Scully says, is this seat taken? And then Mulder <laughs> says, no, but I should warn you, and fills in the blank. And then Scully yeah, has yeah. a response to it. Cute, guys. Very cute. It's cute. We learn that nature did not make this thing. We did. And then Scully hands Mulder photos from Chernobyl, and we learn that this is uh, a species that was created um, in what Scully refers- From lots and lots of radiation. Yeah, she says a primordial soup of radioactive sewage, um, which is just a real- collection of words there um, mm-hmm. and Mulder says three species disappear every day I'm assuming that this is true but I did not look it up uh, you wonder how many new ones are being created Scully size. she's like I know one way to create another species oh
2: my god <laughs>
3: Actually that's a lie, it's just the same species.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in Newark, New Jersey, deep in a sewer, the top half of Fluky is floating. We all float down here, Kristen. And Flukey's friggin' eyes open up. It's time to regenerate. It's regenerate o'clock
3: like fucking um this is better than but brings me back to it's Cecil right that's like in the like bed with his little gauze wrapped around his head and the uh, the last shot of the episode is like opening his (laughs) eyes again (laughs) I'd I'd kill for a smoke yeah (laughs) or whatever he says um, I think what separates those episodes is that Fluky does not have any lines, and we're thankful for it. We just get Fluky's eyes opening up. I write, Fluky lives in my notes. So, The X-Files is reopened, it would seem. I mean, I guess we'll find out next episode, but... Mm, we'll see. I don't know. It seems like it was an undeniable whatever... Mystery man friend. Well, the
2: FBI is a bureau. That means it's chock full of bureaucracy, Kristen. It's
3: true. So well, hang in there. Hopefully, they carried the back half of Fluky up to the FBI offices and said, "Proof. Reopen the X Files." Maybe <laughs> it's more proof than they usually
2: have at yeah. the end of an episode. Yeah.
3: <sighs> well, Kristen. New Jersey really like if you took a survey and said, hey um, where would you set a plot line that revolves around um, sewage and new species and uh, things crawling through pipes into leaky waters I feel like like this is why New Jersey gets the rap that it has you know because every television show when they have a plot line like this they're like, we got to go to New Jersey. <laughs>
2: It's honestly rude.
3: It but. is. It is. But also, you know what? At least we get to go to New Jersey, because I do like being there. <laughs> um. All right, Jenny. I think we did it. Um. I'm pretty stoked. Two episodes in, and I'm like, now this is the X-Files, you know? Like, this is the shit. Mm-hmm. I want to be screaming in my living room. I want to be horrified taking notes. I, I want Latoya <laughs> to be quitting the podcast, but coming back because she <laughs> loves us. This is the shit that I signed up for.
2: Uh, and speaking of what you signed up for,
3: my turn the our shit. Eyes now. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, let us go now to the Sexual Attention Awards. Sexual Attention Awards. We've got a very full slate this episode, Kristen. We couldn't narrow it down any narrower than six slots
4: we for said, our various noms.
3: <laughs> we set an episode in the sewers with giant worms. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Hot as hell. <laughs> in slot number
2: one, you've got to love a devoted boyfriend. Mm-hmm. A man who would stop at nothing to serve his beloved. In slot number one, it is Foreman Ray and his beautiful, beautiful work. He loves his job. He does. In slot number two, she would consider it more than a professional loss if he decided to leave Kristen. It's Mulder and Scully.
3: Of course it is.
2: In slot number three, uh, does anyone have a vomit bag? It's the fluke worm and making me personally very, very ill. (laughs) In slot number four, Say it isn't so. Please say it's just a cruel, cruel joke. It's LaToya and quitting
3: the podcast. (laughs) Getting closer and closer. The tension is palpable. In slot number five,
2: sometimes the most exciting liaisons are the most dangerous liaisons.
3: It's lit cigarettes and raw sewage. (laughs) Support me by casting your vote to lit cigarettes and raw
2: sewage. (laughs) And in slot number six, it's Kristen's other nomination, which I do not back because that's not how I see this relationship, but vote for it if you must. It's Mulder and assistant director Skinner.
3: Yeah, it's Mulder and assistant director Skinner. Jenny doesn't see it this way because it's not like anyone said that they bent over and held their ankles for him. (laughs) Kristen, that is absolutely none of my you business. You know what? You're the one who had to fight it. Okay, I didn't. I only went there because you made me. So <laughs> I've rendered. Jenny- I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> yeah, render um, Jenny speechless.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to urge you all to vote. vote, 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 vote early, vote often. Go to bufferingcast.com/sta. That'll take you to the latest STA poll, and uh, we need you know we need you to make your voice heard. So. Come cast your vote. Sexual attention award. Well, Kristen. Jenny. Our new tradition. Our brand new mm-hmm. tradition. Who's the smuggest bitch of the episode?
3: Dr. Budahas. <laughs> Kristen? What? Her name is Dr. Zanzola. Dr. Zanzola. Dr. Budahas-Zanzola. This is what she did later. She became a doctor. Uh, She married Mr. Zanzola, and she's hyphenated now, and her name is Dr. Budahas-Zanzola. She is the smuggest bitch. She is a smug bitch all the way down. You go through her IMDb page, and you will find all the smug bitches you ever wanted to find in this life. I can't think of a smuggier bitch.
2: I think that there is a runner-up Okay, smug bitch in this episode, and that is the Fluke Junior who escapes from Craig's mouth and slimes its way down the drain and into our hearts. Uh, I I could just hear, I could just hear it as it's skittering away, saying, making snide comments (laughs) about Craig's uh, bathroom decorating and.
3: I, when you said that, I just imagined it going, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, wow. From one smug bitch to another, is it time for me and my beautiful ball?
2: Gaze, if you will. <laughs>
3: You have a question for me today. Um, I do. I, I I'm gonna try to predict the plotline of the next episode. I will say, uh, reflecting back, uh, there was thank God there was no dinner party in this episode because I thought perhaps we were gonna get a New York Timesian wordplay on the host, but um, we didn't, and I'm glad for it because mm-hmm. I'm I did not want to see anyone eat anything. I myself didn't want to eat anything. So the crystal ball certainly not. The crystal ball was was wrong, but also maybe I was wrong in my interpretation. Maybe when the crystal ball showed me a dinner party, it was saying this. You do not want to have a dinner party before you watch this episode. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood. Honestly, I'm really coming up. I'm coming up with just that there is um, something infecting the like there's a blood drive in uh, outside of D.C., maybe in Virginia. People are getting sick. People are getting really sick, Jenny. And um, we find out that there's been some cross-contamination with unidentifiable blood. And when I say unidentifiable blood, I mean that this blood doesn't look like human blood. It looks different. Okay. Okay. That is all. I love it. When is uh, Gillian Anderson's baby born? How many more episodes does she have to walk around carrying this child uh, in You're her You're just going to have to wait and find out. Okay. You're just going to have to wait and
2: find out. Sorry. All right. So hit me with your crystal ball question. Okay. I Okay. It's it's really kind of a follow-up sort of assessment question. Okay. When we covered the Jersey Devil, the crystal ball told you mm-hmm. that we had not seen the last of New Jersey <laughs> nice. in the context of the X-Files. <laughs> How does this episode hold up to whatever your next New Jersey episode expectations may have been if you recall?
3: Um I don't recall Did I did I say? Can you can you uh, read back the tape? All you said was that there will
2: definitely okay. be another New Jersey app.
3: Uh Jenny, I don't know what my uh, past expectations were, but I would say that this hits a lot of the things I would imagine had been in my mind we have a detective with long flowing locks and a thick accent we've got men smoking cigarettes in their sewage um what we are lacking for me is a strong italian woman who is either Mm. a detective or some other i i you know i really think that when we go she's
2: actually stationed in buffalo for some reason
3: yeah um but other than that i think this does this does a new jersey plot line this is this is what i would expect from new jersey and i and again i mean we've done new jersey twice in two seasons we're going back i think new jersey will be a place that we visit with some frequency it's also not that far away from dc you know
2: it's not that far enough weird stuff happens there to have spawned an entire magazine exactly exactly I'm sure we'll be back again.
3: Uh, Also, do you have any other questions for me? No. My crystal ball is very suspicious about the self-identifying marker of friend given to us by this mystery caller. I trust Skinner. My crystal ball and I trust Skinner. We don't know how we feel about mystery man yet. Not ready to trust friendship by one inquirer being pushed under the door. Not not quite ready All right. yet. Okay. All right. All right. All right.
2: <sighs> well. Good God. Uh, I need some mouthwash. I'm Jenny Owen Youngs.
3: God, as long as it's not a tube full of toothpaste.
2: <laughs> and when I'm not watching The X-Files or Buffy, I am usually making music. My latest record is called Avalanche. You can stream it or buy it if you're so inclined. I have some New England dates coming up in May. Looking at you, Boston, Portland, Maine, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Northampton, Massachusetts. Get tickets and info at JennyOwenYoungs.com. And you can always feel free to give me a shout or file formal song requests for the aforementioned
3: shows on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at JennyOwenYoungs. I am Kristen Russo, and when I am not uh, researching the sewer systems and how they work, flukeworms or other delightful material like that, I am often... Working with and for LGBTQ communities. You can learn about that work that I do over on my website, kristinnoeline.com. That's K R I S T I N N O E L I N E. Uh, Use that spelling to also find me on socials and come hang out with me. Um, I've got a book club and a queer horror movie watch club that happen um, monthly. So if you want more, if you'd like more horror, they'll come right on this way.
2: Buffering, a rewatch adventure, is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at BufferingCast. You can drop us an email at hello at BufferingCast.com or write to the crystal ball at crystalball at BufferingCast.com.
3: You can support the work we do here by becoming a patron of ours. We would love it if you did. Patreon.com slash BufferingCast or everything that you need to find is always on our website.
2: This episode was produced by Kristen Russo, Jenny Owen Youngs, and begrudgingly by Latoya Ferguson, <laughs> with support from our consultant Mackenzie McDade, and it was edited by John Mark Nelson.
3: Uh, and Jenny, what would you uh, what would you say about the status of this X file?
2: The status of this X file is currently receiving calls from five hundred and sixty thousand people a day on the porcelain telephone. <laughs>
4: Listen to Reppin' wherever you get your podcasts.